Welcome to and almost starring the show where each week we take a film and break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And all I'm saying is you can't go nuts over a landscape guy and a teenager in a blue suit. We're looking at Supergirl. For better or for worse, out there is a universe where it may seem bizarre, but they were almost starring. Amy Joe, how you doing today? I'm okay. I had no idea this ridiculous film was in the universe <laughs> just waiting for me to watch it. And I'm glad to know oh, it yeah. now. <laughs> it's been waiting for you in outer space, in inner it's space. It's been waiting for me basically literally my entire life. So Actually actually this movie's probably been waiting for us in the Phantom Zone. It's probably where it's been waiting for us. I was like, didn't we go to the Phantom Zone? Wasn't Gerard Butler living there? Oh god. Yeah, that's that's no wonder Peter O'Toole's like, oh a fate worse than death. I'm going to exile myself to the Phantom Zone. So many candles. And Supergirl gets sent there. Yeah, all the candelabras and all, all these little monkeys hitting their symbols and like, oh God, no, no, it's Gerard. There's so many trap doors. <laughs> So much singing. That's when he's referring to the criminals next door. It's not Zod. It's not Terrence Stamp. It's uh, Gerard Butler. That's who's hiding away back there. That tracks. <laughs> that tracks. That's a that's scarier than you'd think. Not just some brigand. Uh, oh yeah. That's a big. Oh yeah. That's a, that's a point of no return, right there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh wow! Great. We're, wow, we're like a minute in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we are also a minute in, not really, we're a, an episode and a minute into our Dog Days Month, which continues after Congo last week, uh, if you, which if you didn't listen to, we are a whole Dog Days Month this month of August of films that, you know, some, it's it's okay to like a movie, it's okay to dislike a movie. So some of these films, some might say are not great, some might just be that they're critical failures or commercial failures, we're kind of having fun with it, and we're not you know, you may you might love this movie. This might be the movie of your youth. And honestly, and I got nothing against that. Stuff to love about it, but it's not the craftsmanship. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, but this is also a listener request from Jonathan. So thank you, Jonathan, from writing in to request Supergirl. So Supergirl came out on November twenty first, nineteen eighty four, and was directed by Jeannot Swark and written by David Odell. Who David O'Dell's other stuff was he wrote Dark Crystal and a ton of The Muppet Show, which I was delighted to see. Yeah. Um, what happened? I, I don't know. Well, he's not. He thought, you know, maybe this movie would work if it was populated by Okay. Muppets now, when instead. we get into alt casting, I think eventually we need, we, <laughs> when we get to the end, let's do an all Muppets version. I dig that. I'm, I am, I'm already seeing Zoltar as played by that Uncle Deadly Muppet. Oh, um, thousand. Per- all right, let's do it now. Miss Piggy, obviously, okay. is Selena. Is Kermit? So Kermit Nigel, would have to be. He'd have to be. He'd have oh, to be. Oh um, no! Or I think Kermit's Ethan. Ethan. I was like, I what's his name? He's this, Ethan. Yeah. Can, can you see Kermit with just the jeans and no shirt on, just working in the garden? It's very his vibe. <laughs> um, well, obviously, because Piggy's obsessed with him, that would be the logical. It's only logical. I will say though, like I think maybe Selena would be the human because Piggy. I can I see that. Piggy delivering all of Bianca's lines. The whole Brenda Vaccaro character. Oh, but it's true. But I, th- I think Piggy's got to be our Supergirl. Oh, that didn't even occur to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally right. You're correct. Super Pig to the rescue. Super pi- oh, Super Pig. Okay, yeah. now we're now now we're talking. We are talking. Um, and then um, I guess Janice is playing Lucy Lane. And then sure, I could see that. Or Fozzie. <laughs> 
Maybe that's Fozzie. Okay. And then maybe no, no. You know what? I think it's it's got to be Fozzie as Bianca. Fozzie as this number two. That's just like, what do you mean? You nobody likes you. You're awful. Remember, waka waka. Yeah, that's great. Yes, correct. Um, and then it would be a very sharp turn in um, <laughs> in, in tone. But I think what if Nigel's then played by Gonzo? Just like I d- I think. That makes a lot of that, that would be fun. That would be fun, and then or um, it's like Bunsen and Beaker. You're taking their sciences is you're you're switching that in with magic, yes, like the magic yes. science. Blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, you know th- that this is a very scientific approach to witchcraft in this picture. Um, <laughs> it sure is. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what we needed in our Supergirl movie is witches. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm still into Selena being being the live action uh, person. Oh, like I 100% I think that agree. That's really that's a fun role. I could still be. Which Faye is Dunaway, a nice change you know? of pace from uh, Muppet Faye Dunaway playing her in this film. <laughs> Faye Dunaway is always sort of a Muppet, you know. That's what she's given me. That's what she's serving me here is a puppet of a performance. Look, they gave her uh, a wig like that. What are you gonna do? You're gonna give. You gonna you're gonna give full. Full mu- villainous Muppet. You're going to get full felt. Full uh, felt. And I, I, she I went to direct, this, uh, <laughs> this director, as you know, Zwark, his other big thing was directing Jaws 2. It was the other main movie. One of the few Jaws I've skipped. One of the few, yeah. Uh, but speaking of Jaws, uh, you got to check out our Patreon film this month is, oh, of yes. course, our Jaws Men Terry. Because we didn't want to extend Dog Day's month to Patreon. Because five it's a stupid lot. films is enough for one month for, oh. for Amy Jo. <laughs> I, I really, and I'll say I really resisted Supergirl. I was like, I right. don't want to do this. And then I'm glad that I did. But not Dog Days can be a bit of a slog days. You know what I'm saying? I get it. I get it. And uh, that's a nice way to dovetail. So I assume your experience with Supergirl is you'd never seen it before. Heck no. And nor had I. So I really, I didn't know what to expect at all. Like I knew nothing about this film really in terms Same. of the I didn't know mechanics. until like I was complaining about having to watch it. And you were like, well, Faye Dunaway and Peter O'Toole and Mia Farrow. And I was like, okay, all right, all right, I'm not. <laughs> I am more interested than I was a minute ago. A superhero film in general is not usually your cup of tea. Put but this, this way, is I don't a care. real. You know what I mean? I just can't don't can't be like this is this, a real treat. There should be full drag productions of this movie. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and also, it could have been worse, and it could have been better because oh, it we could have watched... been a lot worse. Yes. Well, we watched the version on HBO Max, which is the, I think the only version you can really get, which is the two hour and four minute version. The theatrical cut, the no. version released in theaters is an hour 45. Oh. You cannot get it anymore. So now it's only tw- 20 more minutes. Don't know where that 20 minutes is I coming bet from. conservatively four minutes of those were uh, Ethan stumbling around the street while the bulldozer chases Oof. him and him just being like, can't yeah. walk, can't use feet. Yeah, we cut to uh, Max Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive as this. Uh, it was very that. <laughs> I bet a lot of it was that, and Ethan's like faux Shakespearean talk that happened for Oof. a scene for some reason. Oof. I bet a yeah, lot of that was like that. maybe we don't need this. Maybe we can keep New. it moving. But there's also a director's cut that is two hours and eighteen minutes, so don't we could have had either. even more. <laughs> well, let's chat about what we did get in that two o four cut. So, spoilers ahead if you haven't seen Supergirl, you haven't seen it in a while. Here's a brief ish synopsis. Although, even before we get to the movie proper, these opening credits apparently wow. cost one million dollars to what? make. What? 
What? Don't know. I, I don't remember know. watching these just... going, well, I'm <laughs> bored already. <laughs> this, I guess it's just like maybe computer graphics helping making yeah. these names like shoot out at you. Wow. But I got so like already off to a bad start with this film because of this sound effect they use as the names come at you, which sounds simultaneously like a squawking bird and when R2-D2 screams in Star Wars. It was that yeah all of the noises i I wrote one of my notes is like early on in the when they're like doing all the like what kind of noises (laughs) with like the wand and the orb and stuff Uh in in the first scene when they're back on wherever the not krypton outer space it's just like oh no no they're in inner space (sighs) they make a point of saying that that's how they're like no no that's superman they were all in outer space we're here in inner space i made a point of ignoring that Oh, they're they're in the survival zone. That's how they can survive because they made the smart smart choice to go in survival zone. Describe my face. <laughs> um, not pleased. Not having it. <laughs> not having it. Okay, cool. Anyway, I wrote down like these these weeble wobble noises are rough, and that's very the great, SFX great. from these opening creds. A million dollars. Oh, yeah. One million dollars of a thirty-five million dollar budget. So not, you know, it wasn't like one tenth of the budget, but still not an insignificant amount in nineteen eighty-four. No, especially money. when you know they paid Faye Dunaway and Peter oh, yeah. O'Toole a tidy sum oh, to appear. Yeah. Especially since Faye Dunaway had to shoot a lot. She's in a lot yeah. of this movie. She is in this movie. <laughs> Much to her chagrin and every one of her co-stars. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, Mia Farrow, they shot her out in a day, maybe, you know, like. But well, maybe. Not... But maybe in this director's cut, we ch- at least check back in with <gasps> oh, these parents. Because I'm like. That's maybe what yeah. it is. Let's. let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's Sorry. Say the plot. Proper. So we start. We start with um. We meet Kara Zor El, you know Superman's cousin, uh, who lives I, in I Argo City. Can. Argo City is this isolated Kryptonian community. You thought that Krypton blew up in Superman, and it did. But here's a few I remaining Kryptonians. Krypton. I forgot about the pronunciation <laughs> of Krypton. <laughs> that classic Brando pronunciation. Like uh, I don't care how you're pronouncing it. I'm going to pronounce it how I'm reading it, and that's Krypton. But yeah, they they live in this place, the survival zone, where we meet Zoltar, Peter O'Toole. Like, I don't know what this guy's deal is, but he's just like, he's got his little tool that he's like kind of building things and then he can kind of make them like come to life. Yeah, so he like, he made the city. He like is the one who like. He built this city built, with rock and roll. He built the city from rock and roll, obviously. And you can tell because he looks like a hippie um, in this film. Yeah, he's kind of like a wizard. But he's not a he's wizard. He's a space wizard. He's a, he's a space wizard. <laughs> he's a bit of a space wizard. Um, but he's just like, I don't understand what his relationship is to Kara, who is our Supergirl, of course. As he's like, here you go. Why don't you play around with this wand? And why don't you play around with the most like important piece of energy, yes. this Omega Hedron, that powers our whole city? So they like are drawing things with wands that then they yeah. like, they, they are actually, it's kind of like the wand is a 3D printer. And then this like orb of magic like brings them to life. So she's like drawn a little like dragonfly. And then I didn't realize because the the POV of when she'd been drawing, it was like over her shoulder. And then when it turns around, I was like, oh, I did not realize this dragonfly was like a foot wide, you know, nor that the windows in the survival zone are made of of tissue paper, literal cellophane. (laughs) This dragonfly mosquito looking thing 
immediately just bursts out and they're like and then the omega hedron goes after it so a like all the air is whooshing out yes. and then b they've lost the thing that powers their city uh and and peter tools immediately like well i'm going to exile myself to the phantom zone because of how, what a stupid thing i just did by stealing our power source and well, then he being was like, gonna hey, go get it play with this he was going to go get it, but then Kara jumps into the little pod, so he can't go get it. Oh, I see. It. And so then he's like, well, she I went, must be exiled. She went in the, whatever it was called, the binary tube, binary yes, orb or whatever yes, yes. nonsense that is. So right. then because they only had the one, sorry, there's only one uh, company car for, the, for Argo it City. It all so. makes sense. I was going to go for a grocery run, but she took our our binary pod. I can't go now. I was like, is she ruining their chances for survival? One of the things, so like we've kind of set up what she gets, you know, she goes, she goes to earth, but like uh, this is what another thing I thought. The lifeboat isn't full. Come back. There's still women and children here. Billy Zane. (laughs) One of the things that like upon after like finishing it, uh, you know, I was like, oh, this was unlike a lot of superman stories this was not about her saving earth in any way this is about her saving argo city and anything yeah. that happens to earth is more just like, like she she only saves people that she knows who get swept up in her thing which is like you know fine just like well not, by not the end superman by stopping stories. you know by stopping selena she is uh saving earth but if in, she hadn't let the orb go through the window selena's never getting that powerful well, of course not. But how, what are the odds that you build one little dragonfly and then it? This is no, this true. is the lesson: don't make art, kids. Your art's <laughs> going to destroy two yeah, no, worlds. I was, I was more reflecting on the the fact that most most superhero stories tend to be about like in some way saving, rescuing humanity from themselves. In a lot of yeah. ways, as opposed to like this is mm. pretty self contained to saving yeah. like her own quest has has nothing to do with humans other than she's like wow isn't earth so beautiful taste the coconut let me fly around these horses for 10 freaking minutes uh even though i don't know what horses are anyway she goes she flies through on this little ship like through a lava lamp somehow winds up at the bottom of a lake on earth where we get to meet <laughs> selena olfe dunaway this wannabe would be witch like, I never got a grasp on who, what her and Bianca's deal was. They live no. at this abandoned amusement park for some reason. They want to be witches. Of... They're, like, in training with this yeah, math yeah. teacher, Nigel. Pa- he's, you know, he's part-time warlock, part-time math teacher, mm-hmm. Nigel. <laughs> old Peter Full-time Co- old, uh, asshole. Mowage. <laughs> Mowage will bring us together, Peter Cook. Um, how I know him best from Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this, what a, they're having this picnic on this tiger skin rug as the Omega Hedron just goes to like, bloop, like into Faye Dunaway's lap. And she's like, well, whatever this is, I can use it for what power. are the odds that someone who is interested in learning specifically black magic mm-hmm. has a major power source from another planet literally dropped in their laps. Well, maybe the power, maybe it seeks out people who want the power. I got no backstory on this little <laughs> orb. Just we need it. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. I don't know. I um, say I did really it's a like, bit of a loophole. I would agree. I did like uh, Nigel's line here. Uh, Without me, you'd still be reading tea leaves at Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some 
amazing dialogue in this oh, film that had I, me you know, cackling. The, the three of them, these three like baddies, I did find very entertaining, even though you're like, I don't know why or what you are, but I'm glad you're no. here. Also, we do get as Faye Dunaway's driving away here. You hear on the radio something, something about Superman is uh, at a galactic yes. conference a billion light years away. Yes. So in case you were wondering if he'd show up in this movie, he oh, won't. he's stuck in traffic. But also, Sorry. like, yeah, exactly. Like, so Kara can kind of fly around and be Supergirl and she's not going to attract the attention of Superman because he's tune. Yeah. She, yeah, she she gets to Earth and now just like Superman, now she's got all these powers because now she's on Earth and has our yellow sun so she can fly around and she's super strong, which the first thing she's got to do with ostensibly a movie that feels like it's aimed for a younger audience like not like kid kids but this feels like it's Mm -hmm. aimed for like teenage girls feels like the target audience and the first thing that she does almost immediately is is get assaulted by these would-be rapist truck drivers yes now i have comprised a list two lists really of things that Kara seems to know and things that she doesn't understand (laughs) Hit, hit me with it so like here are things she just doesn't understand nefarious male intent is the first one that i wrote down (laughs) big car move is a thing i wrote down um pierced ears kissing coconuts but things Mm. that she does immediately understand both the concept of and like what they mean marriage uniforms letters of reference typewriter filing cabinet and filing systems showers and plumbing and everything about superman and how he operates on earth yeah don't forget forgery is also a big part of it yes the fact that she's like i know everything about superman because he's not superman when he's at the family reunion so how does she know all this stuff when did superman write to argo city to say a hey y'all I'm alive. I'm here on Earth. I am operating as Superman. Oh, and by the way, my secret identity is Clark Kent. Yeah. So if you ever come here, feel free to pretend you're Clark Kent's cousin and you've got an in. Also, just going back to the Ridge, right, which is not the mm-hmm. same thing as the comics. So what do I know? But right. if we're just tracking movie canon, Superman gets put in a pod and a uh, not from outer space so that really explains some of this i guess but like it takes him like two three years to get to earth where he's having like you know mozart style like cassette tapes played in his head all the time to like learn about earth and things and then once he comes of age he goes away and spends 10 years training with his force ghost dad before he comes back in the whole suit she Mm -hmm. pops out of this like in a full Supergirl suit and ready to go. And like, (laughs) what is that about? What is that This movie doesn't have the time. Well, that's the problem. We have the time limit, which we forget because we never check back in with Argo City. We should be like every 15 minutes. Yes. Be checking in with Mia Farrow and uh, Simon Ward. Yeah, we are. We're dying, Kara. What are you doing? You cut back to her where she's like, I'm going to go join this i'm gonna go undercover at this school like for a secret identity and it's like yo supergirl you don't have time to get a secret identity you need to keep flying around with your little fitbit wristwatch going beep 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 when you get near the omega hedron like you're trying to like you're lost in the parking lot and forgot where you parked and you're clicking your car beeper waiting to get closer (laughs) and closer to the freaking noise yeah i wrote down at one point i was like oh i'm so glad you could take a break from your schooling to save your planet by looking 
looking for the orb. I don't have time. I'm living out a Carrie Jr. over here with all these mean <laughs> girls like playing pranks as she's like using her Supergirl. It, it was so reminded me of Carrie of like all these sequences yes. in the school. Also, when these bullies, when the boys like oh, another barfy student, I was like, have you another barfy new face? student? She is. Yeah. Re- <laughs> stunning. She also here digression. But mm-hmm. the one thing that this movie I thought did that made more sense than Superman was they changed her hair color for her disguise mm. and it yeah. really because they changed the color and the styling of it and it yeah. does really change her appearance like I get why yeah. people wouldn't necessarily think they're the same person um and she honestly like makes more sense to my eyes as a brunette you yeah. know like um as a blonde she's so like what was I thinking like so all-american and like hot but not threatening you know, and yeah, if they couldn't have cast Helen Slater, they could have just cast like an, an apple pie wearing the Supergirl costume. <laughs> yes, That's how yes. all American they're making she's her just look like I think like the 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 brunette hair, it like lets me like, I don't know, just see her a little differently, more clear. I don't know. But yeah. like I was like yeah. this picture understands the power of a wig. And I was like, all that all that we're selling Clark Canton is, um, you know, Christopher Reeves acting, which was excellent glasses and well, glasses and the hair. The hairstyle is different. He's got the old slick still like six foot three and looks the same now. So you're saying that you should have slapped. He should be like a redhead as Clark Kent (gasps) without of uh, help. Yes, we need a nerdy ginger vibe. Yes. That's what we need. Uh, there you go. Donald Gleason as Superman. Well, also, like, he has to go and physically change quickly, but physically change in a phone yeah. booth. And she's like, blink. Like, she, bl- she like, walks behind a tree and keeps walking and has changed, you know? Yeah, sometimes the match cuts are really bad. But when they're good, I, I really enjoyed that. Oh, like she I can, liked like, just kind of too. jump out a window. And then as she jumps through the window, it's like, and now I'm in my Supergirl outfit. I thought that mm-hmm. was a fun little effect. When it matched, sometimes she goes behind a tree and... And it cuts to like a different forest and she comes out behind the tree and now she's super girl. It's like, we could have done a little better. When the green screen stuff worked nicely and times when it was like, this is terrible. This is truly terrible. Sometimes yeah. within the same breath. So now what, what does she go by? Linda? Linda, yeah, Linda Lee? Lee, because there's a poster of Robert, of e, Robert Lee e. Lee in the principal's office. I really thought that she was going to say her name was Roberta Lee. That, that was going to be her. Um, but yeah, and she somehow, somehow. Is sharing a room with Lois Lane's kid sister, I just Lucy Lane. Can't. No, she's Lucy Lee, Linda Lane. No, I'm Linda Lee, and she's Lucy oh, Lane. Man, I was like, this was rough. Wiping the vomit off of my face. I was like, no, thank you. This is this no. is not. And both of these actors are doing their best to sell it, but I was like, this is who wrote this? And they just thought they were so clever. Well, it was this guy writing for the Muppets. Yeah. Maybe he was the one that wrote all of those Muppet sketches we don't care for, like all like the ballroom dancing, like ho- like old chestnut, like vaudeville yeah, joke one liners. One that one does just feel creaky. Maybe he's only he's the one that solely wrote the house sketches where it's like all these houses like just talking at each other. And it's just to make a creaky old joke. And there's like, I can make a whole screenplay out of this. I can do this. I can write fresh <laughs> young dialogue for teenage women. No problem. Yeah, we meet Ethan, the school groundskeeper. Okay. Who, who, some, no, thank what? you. I just love that, like, Selena, our villain, is like, uh, I, I'm going to test out my evil plan first on this all-girls school. Like, what does this, oh, and this hunky gardener, he's who, who I've got my sidebar, eye on. Sidebar, not to 
make this about beauties in the eye of the beholder and attractiveness is blah, blah, blah. But if you are casting someone to sell it purely on like this guy is a hunk, like the, this actor is like, OK looking, but it's just like he's he's also like he's a comedic character actor without being very funny in this movie. But he's like yeah. got kind of that kind of like we were talking about. I think it was last week. I can't remember what we were talking about, like how Hitchcock didn't want to hire Farley Granger because he's like he has a comedic face. Like even if it's not funny, it like just reads like a little just like this isn't like this is the 80s. Hire a hunk. Why did you hire (laughs) him? Well, the problem the problem for me is that I it's impossible for me to see him and not be thinking of him as Ellis in Die Hard. And, and he's totally just got that great sleazy that, coke fiend energy. You had told me about him, but that was like about a week before I watched it. So by the time I'm watching it, I'm like, why do I care about this guy who does not let's just say does not reek of sexuality on the screen? <laughs> Um, I'm okay with him not reeking sexuality in this in the context of this movie. Uh, I know it's just like it's it's when everyone is like making such a big deal over how hot sure. he is and how like sexy right, he is. Right. I'm like, but he's not. Yeah. Um. So to kind of skip through a bit, we this whole middle of the film is a lot of to me a lot of filler. But we do the important beats are Selena gives Ethan this love potion, but he wants to like the first person he'll see in a real Titania bottom Midsummer Night's Dream kind of escapade. And he sees Linda and falls for her as her alter ego, Linda, Linda. not Kara. Yeah. Right. Um, We get Supergirl fighting this invisible monster. We get then we get probably the hardest I laughed at this film, which is Supergirl. It goes back to the amusement park with Ethan has followed her because he's now in love with her. And Selena's attacking them with all t- attacking Ethan with these bumper cars oh, that are, yeah. have all these football players like yeah. engraved on the front. And honestly, I was like, this is like a really great metaphor for football with these bumper cars. Cause you're, if you were in these bumper cars, all these like football players heads are just knocking against each other. We're really saying something about the concussion problem in American yeah, football. I think they were really ahead of their time with that. But then Linda is like, I'm going to rescue Ethan. And instead of just picking him up and flying him away, she picks up the entire bumper car, mm-hmm. drives it through the roof, which that's what knocks Ethan unconscious. So she's the one that knocks him unconscious. And then for so long, we're watching her like carrying this giant, ridiculous looking football player engraved bumper car. It looks like a mini parade float mm-hmm. as she's flying this whole thing across the city over to like a beach. I was cackling yeah it's not the most direct uh route but then there's a lot of like there's a fight toward the end where like the ground keeps you know like oh no i keep like can't she fly why is she not using logic like just like hover an excellent point just hover <laughs> just, Sent, like just pick you don't even gotta go. fly i know you have the power to pick at this whole thing but doesn't that still cost you energetically like just pick them up just pick them just up. Just a sensible Don't you hover. A little faster without like all the weight of this giant bumper car. Oh man, yeah. And so her and Ethan are like Ethan immediately gets bonked on the head by a coconut, a magic coconut from Selena. Another great quote from Faye Dunaway: "I can make the sky rain coconuts with pinpoint accuracy, but I still can't control men's minds." I know. <laughs> Just the lines that they give Brenda Vaccaro and Faye Dunaway, and like to their credit. I don't know a lot of people who could like pull them off 
I mean, granted, it's still terrible. Yeah. You're still noticing it's right. terrible, but they they make it uh, at least entertaining. But That's you true. Still can't control men's minds. Men's minds. Uh, so she, Selena, winds up just like blipping Ethan back to her lair. She now has this party city voodoo wand from nigel oh, so that's wow. the key to all of her power now so she can like declare herself queen of the earth and make the town a police state meanwhile she sends Kara into the phantom zone she's reunited with old zaltar who's now this miserable old drunk who take a drinking game folks every time that peter o'toole squirt. says the word squirt you're going to be drunk in two minutes i was like is he but, calling her squirt no he's saying have a squirt of whatever diesel fuel squirt. this is i don't know what did what what could be in how has he made whatever this knockoff toilet wine is that he's got <laughs> oh man i was just gr- so skeezed out by like the eighth time he's like she's like come on you gotta help you're gonna help me right we gotta save the planet and he goes squirt Want a squirt, Kara? Um, he winds up sacrificing his life to help her get out of the Phantom Zone, so she gets back to save the day. We have an we- interminably long fight. Oh, it's so silly. Ethan, meanwhile, is now like Prince uh, Ethan. Prince Ethan. Selena's like little. Now he's like, oh, I'm in under Selena's power, and for whatever reason, now that means I have to dress like if Scarface was a lounge singer. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the hair the hair yeah it all it's a strong but wrong look one that i found strong more enjoyable, but wrong more enjoyable than any of his other looks but that's really not saying a whole lot honestly the way it was looking like they they should have had some like 70s disco they should have been playing some bgs and like we should have yes. had a musical number with like where yes. we were looking but Supergirl, yeah, she saves the day. She makes a little whirlwind. That, oh, like, Jimmy shoots. Olsen's in this movie, too. Um, oh, the the less said about that pervert, the better. How old is Jimmy Olsen supposed to be? Aren't these girls supposed to be, like, in high school? Yeah. Yeah. They're, like, in high school. And he has been working, because he's also in that first Superman, which came out in, like, 70, is what is he, 78? same actor? Same actor. <gasps> he's, he's the only actor to be in all four Superman films and Supergirl. We all got to work. We all got to work. He's he's Marty McFly's older brother in Back to the Future. But yeah, I'm like, he, at youngest, he's been working at the Daily Planet. It's been like six years since that first Superman movie. So like, at youngest, this character has got to be in his early 20s. And he's like, by the end of this movie, he's making out with Lois Lane's little sister. It's like, guy, you know that Superman is like dating Lois Lane. Like, Superman's going to like... He's going to kick your nuts into the phantom zone if you're like skeeving on Lois Lane's child sister, my guy. Uh, Jimmy Olsen actor was as an actor. I think he's 20 in that first movie. So I think he's like 20. I think the actor is 26 here. I see. If this is the. He just looks like a 40 year old math professor. I was like, this can't be him because this guy was born in 1928. No, that's a TV guy. That that makes a lot of sense. Jimmy. This is uh, Mark. Mark McClure. Mark McClure is Thank the you. Jimmy Olsen actor. He's yeah. got a great line at the end when Lucy is like trying to stand up to Selena when she's driving around in her police state vehicle. And she and he this this d- dingus just goes, quote, Lucy, it's not a good time to express yourself. <laughs> like You coward. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we end with Supergirl. She saved the day. She's got the Omega Hedron. And we just end with her going back into the lake. So I guess Argo City is somehow under the water well or is, is she going back to her portal? space pod thing 
oh, that's where the space pod Which is. Which I okay. didn't, that's where I'll she tell you, it. I didn't that know why she was going under the lake until when you were doing the summary, you were like, she crashes into a lake. I was like, oh, so she was returning to her spaceship in that a real um, Earth girls are easy. <laughs> Gotta right, get this yeah. out of the pool situation. <laughs> I could have used uh, Michael McKean as a real stoner, stoner Woody coming. I got to drain the lake. Oh, yeah. oh no, McKean that's going to take Ethan all week. Is, uh, is better. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Charles Rocket as Ethan is better if you want to yes. go with Earth Girls are easy. I mean, hey, get me Jeff Goldblum as Ethan and now yeah. we're talking. Hooba hooba. Um, but yeah, we end with her flying off to Argo City as you see it lighting back up. Like we don't even you do not see Mia Farrow again in this film. No. Uh, and that's it. We're out of there. So. The casting directors of Supergirl were Esta Sharkham, Tony Howard, and Lynn Stallmaster. Sharkham has also cast Chariots of Fire and an 80s Robin Hood series with Ray Winstone as Will Scarlet. Well, that's a good part for Ray Winstone. Let's be real. That Of all the possible choices of Robin Hood, Will Scarlet is not one I ever thought of for Ray Winstone. But it is the 80s, so it is baby Ray Winstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Howard's also cast First Blood and Uncommon Valor. And Stallmaster, an Emmy nominee for casting the TV movie Crime of the Century, has also cast, listen to these ups and downs, Harold and Maude, Ooh. Mommy Dearest, mm. Being There, oh. Battlefield Earth, huh. and previous episode, Superman. Let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast. Some of these people may have auditioned. Some may have just been discussed by casting. This is all subjective. And as always, I've looked up all the actors in advance. And Amy Jo's hearing it along with you, listener, for the very first time. So let's kick it off with Supergirl slash Kara slash Linda Lee. Amy Jo, your thoughts on Helen Slater and who'd you cast if you had to cast someone else? She's very young. I think she was like 20 or 21 when she was shooting this um so for that sounds right knowing that like i think she does a, a really good job with material that is not good you know um yeah her eyes are very like open and porous and like makes me like i like the camera really loves her and like once yeah. it compels me to look at her i don't know if a different actor could have made this substantially better because ultimately it is just bad and let me be honest at the top of this episode i <laughs> don't care so i <laughs> don't have a ton of options for any of these uh -huh. um, so for this one truly i didn't come up with anyone else that i liked or wanted wow. to do this but what i did instead was name other actors that she really reminded me of that i could also see doing this which is not the same thing as fantasy casting <laughs> let me be clear this was look y'all thank been you for a that long caveat. week for me i'm tired and i was just like so <laughs> stunned by this movie i was like wow i'm just gonna be an observer i'm just gonna wow. be wow. an observer today so here wow. are people that she really reminded me of Alicia Silverstone, like this mm -hmm. is very similar vibe. Um, a young, uh, like drop dead gorgeous era Amy Adams, oh, a young Reese I Witherspoon. Mean, like I really think any of these people would have oh, been good in it, you know. Yeah. Um, and then this is not because she reminded me of this actor, but because I had a lot of thoughts about Bianca, who we're not like technically like talking right. about alternate casting options for, but Brenda Vaccaro in this really reminded me like attitudinally of Carrie Fisher. And so I was oh. like, oh, okay, if Carrie Fisher is playing Bianca, this is the one time I'm going to recommend this actor. If we get young Meg Ryan 
as Supergirl and we just have a like when Harry met Sally situation happening. I was like, I could I could enjoy having them both on the screen. I like that a lot. So so uh, Billy Crystal as our hunky groundsman, Ethan, of course, wouldn't it be funny? Wouldn't it be funnier? It sure sure would be. I mean, honestly, Billy Crystal as Miracle Max as Zoltar. Now we're talking. Wait, he could also be Nigel. Why don't we just have Billy Crystal play all the like character men in different wigs? Why just stop there? Supergirl, a one man (laughs) movie by Billy Crystal. Sorry, Mr. Saturday Night, you're closing. And we're bringing in Supergirl, the new Broadway musical starring Billy Crystal and no one else. Super Bill. There we go. There we go. So <laughs> that's what that, the people want. So that's, um, again, I did not get creative. I truly went, what does this remind me of? Here we are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. And thank you for really putting a fine point on I it. have a lot of thoughts about the motion picture. And sure. for the casting, I was like, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I have a lot more thoughts about Selena. It. No one will be surprised about yeah. that. I went through, I've got a lot, here are a lot of people that are of like, Almost the exact same age or thereabouts a few years who I think would also be kind of giving me what I would want. I mean, just from the the eyes alone, uh-huh. I could see like Jennifer Beals. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see a young Daryl Hannah. Oh, of yeah. course, our girl Gina Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see, speaking of Back to the Future, I could see Leah Thompson mm-hmm. I'd be interested in. Um, and I've got, I think, and I'm just saying she's also who I have for... Um, uh, I cannot keep track of all of these double L names. So the, not Lois, Lucy. Um, I think she's a better Lucy, but I could see Lori Petty as Supergirl. Lori Petty is fully on my list for Lucy. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that actress just reminds me so much of Lori so Petty. So much, which but is I why. also think that that'd be like a great, I mean, we'll talk about it, we talk about it, but that, that's right. like very the vibe of what she does. But yeah, you have, you have Lori Petty as Lucy and Gina Davis as Kara. And yeah, we've got yeah. a fun little... Um, you know, league of their own. A little league of their own. Pre-dating yeah. situation. They could be, they could be uh, you know, fighting over, I was going to say Tom Hanks, but probably fighting over Bill Pullman as the, uh, well, as Ethan Well, and we then. meet Lucy at a baseball game and like the baseball like rolls into frame and I wrote down, oh wait, wow, hold on. baseball, hold, okay, hold. America. Wait, a league of their own one-to-one? So as our Selena, Madonna, okay. and as okay. Bianca, Rosie O'Donnell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then we have Tom Hanks drunk as a skunk playing Ethan, which w- makes the stumbling thing make a lot more sense. Or Tom Hanks is our Nigel. And Shouldn't Bill Pullman that be is the, our the Ethan. older man who plays like the Hershey um, stand in, you know, Gary like, Marshall. No, it's jo- sorry. John Lovitz is Nigel. John Lovitz is <laughs> Yes. You were still reading tea leaves in Lake Tahoe before you met me. Or he's yeah. the, the principal who's like, oh, you got to have a letter of recommendation. Principal. Um, Absolutely. Either way, I think a one-to-one with League of Their Own would be great. Uh, and made more recently, I think, because I just, like, look, Helen Slater is perfectly fine in this role. Yeah. But I do want someone that's a bit more dynamic, that someone that is kind of giving, like Gina Davis, is, is always just, like, a bit more not always elevating the material, but someone that can kind of, can exist doing the work they need to do, regardless of the circumstances surrounding yeah, them. yeah read this stupid stupid movie so maybe more recently i was like give me a Haley steinfeld supergirl Mm -hmm. give me a florence Pugh supergirl Mm. or if this was made a few years ago uh so so incredible in nope give me a kiki palmer supergirl Mm. put Mm -hmm. kiki palmer a in more things and i want to see them as a superhero because they are like i think nope is a is a very good movie that is really elevated by her and Daniel Kaluuya's performances are they are both like doing incredible work in what could be 
a, a gene- more generic summer blockbuster type thing. Yeah, which is um, exactly but similar what you're to, looking for here. Yeah. You know, talking about Jaws on our Patreon app of like you have like these great actors that are like grounding and like you and also a great script and great direction. But this could just be a monster movie. And it's so much more because you have great actors bringing so much to it. Absolutely. Um, so those are my thoughts of actors. Helen Slater would go on to be in the show Smallville as Superman's biological mother, oh. Lara. And she's now on the show Supergirl as Kara's adoptive mother, Eliza Danvers. So they've been just keeping her in this whole Good for her. DC world. I love that world. she played Kara and now she's playing Lara. They're real, you know, creative with <laughs> Well, she was names. Kara, then Lara, and now she's Eliza. So she has finally graduated to a, a role that does not have wow. to. She's not three playing Dara, Dara Dara Danvers. I know three syllables. You know, you really come up in the world when you get three syllables uh-huh. in your name. <laughs> um, so first choice of who is actually considered. And I've seen it that they were unavailable. And I've seen that they were deemed too tall at six feet was Brooke Shields. Now, I think that's really interesting. And I can absolutely see that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm digging that. I like that. She's, I mean, she's another person that we know the camera goes, hello, um, <laughs> when it looks at her. Yeah. The camera turns into the little Tex Avery wolf. The yes. little lens goes shooting out like a, a pair ooga, of eyes. Ooga, as uh, ooga, ooga. Yeah. Yeah. So instead in 1984, she was doing, she had a little cameo in the Muppets Take Manhattan uh, and this TV movie, Wet Gold, where she goes deep sea treasure hunting with Burgess Meredith. Wet Gold, that's, I was like, <laughs> what could this be referring to? Literal wet because it's Literal wet in gold. the water. Wow. Yeah, it's wet gold. <laughs> that gold, it is wet. Um, uh, <laughs> your favorite actor, who, who, who you love all of their movies, was considered Deborah Winger. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I was like, this is way too young for Matthew McConaughey to be in the game. Who are we talking about? Yes, Deborah Winger, who I just don't know from anything. I'm sure she's great. You're right. That's the problem. If this movie was 94 or 2004, nothing stopping Matthew McConaughey for being up for Supergirl. You're absolutely right. It's the age is the only problem there. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I Deborah was more Winger, thinking who, he you know, right, could right, be right, Ethan or something. Which you've just know. never seen Deborah Winger in a ding dang movie. Yeah, so I have nothing judge. against the woman. I'm sure she's fantastic. Of course. I hear um, Deborah the, Winger, uh, and I think, what about Deborah Monk? That's what I think what every time Deborah you say Mon- Ooh, Deborah Winger. Deborah Monk as Bianca. Oh, yes, yes. Bianca just might be the most fun role Bianca to cast. Is by far the best, and unfortunately, we're not. <laughs> Not really she's, here. But we're gonna we're gonna keep talking about her because she's great. And sure. So is Brenda Vaccaro. Ah, oh, she's great. She's great. But yeah, I could see Deborah Winger. I mean, see, I didn't see Deborah Winger's like earliest stuff, like uh Urban Cowboy or an officer and a gentleman. The earliest thing I've seen her in is Terms of Endearment. But she's so good in terms of endearment that it's like, yeah, get like just not just not to say this against Helen Slater, but like not just someone who is very striking on camera. Yeah. And has a lot of that. She has that star quality, Helen Slater. Like you see her, and you're like, the camera loves her. But having an actor that has a lot, just a lot even more goes underneath, absolutely, than that. a lot more underneath. Yeah, um, wouldn't necessarily make this movie work, but I do think that some of the line readings would be aided by that. Yeah, maybe two years into this podcast, I should watch Deborah Winger in a movie so I have some form of reference since she is up for conservatively half of the films. We a discuss. conservatively 
everything. I, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I mean, in terms of a dear, you know, it's a it's a drama D, but it's got such it's her. I mean, her Shirley MacLaine, John Lithgow, Jack Nicholson, Shirley MacLaine. Oh, Shirley MacLaine is so good in it. It's a, a lot of great performances. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. If we want to watch a Deborah Winger movie, just so you have an informed opinion on Deborah hey, Winger I like as a performer. I know things. I like knowledge. Sure, sure. Uh, Demi Moore auditioned. She would have been so young. Real, real yeah. Brat Pack times. Real Brat Pack time. Yeah. Uh, instead, in 1984, she was doing this movie, Blame It on Rio, with Michael Caine, mm-hmm. where she was not she was thankful, she was not the lead female, thankfully, but it's just a movie about Michael Caine and his best friend, who were like on vacation with their daughters, and the friend's daughter has a real crush on Michael Caine. And they wind up having nope. an affair, nope. but it's a nope. bedroom, like a slamming doors bedroom farce directed by Stanley Donan. It's like a disaster and incredibly like the, the lead girl was 17 at the time that they filmed. It's like a nightmare movie. No, And Demi Moore is just uh, Michael. I think Demi Moore is Michael Caine's daughter. So she's the one that's like, what's going on? How can my best friend and my dad keep disappearing? Blame it on real, I guess. Gross. Yeah, big time gross. And Melanie Griffith was considered. Oh, see, uh, here's the thing about like her versus Demi Moore, especially like very young Demi Moore, uh, is that I think part of what you're talking about with regards to someone like a Gina Davis versus uh, Helen Slater is that like even in the spandex, like the bright colors and everything, she has this somewhat ethereal quality which is i think why for me she makes more sense as a brunette this like all american blonde just feels like you feel like you should be a cheerleader but you have this kind of like more gauzy quality which is a bit more passive and i feel like depending on the role but particularly when she was younger there is a a little bit of Demi Moore has more grit to her, but not like a Gina Davis kind of situation you know oh sure and i feel like uh melanie griffith similarly just is a lot more grounded if we're talking about like what is it oh, yeah. that is the quality that is going to be useful in putting this across and well, so that's what we're getting helen slater is giving you the wide-eyed yes the one and melanie griffith in 1984 was doing body double yeah. which was like the big thing that helped like break her into movies because it was yeah. like this and then something wild and then working girl right. of course previous episode and even though the golden globes are meaningless body double got her like a globe nod that really it really did help launch her career so i think it was a very good choice to do that awards are stupid and the globes are the worst but you know it's all just tools you know especially for an actor starting out that can really help suddenly catapult you to the next level yeah we should all be so lucky to be starting out and get get golden globe (laughs) wow well by starting out it's like you know your tippy hedron's daughter you know here yeah 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 still have done she still was doing stuff in like the late 70s early 80s but that was the first time that anyone was like oh let me take note of this person you're like an actual actor actor you're not just famous person's daughter you know um but let's move on to zoltar what are your thoughts on that peter o'toole and who'd you cast if you had to cast someone else okay number one can't help but always think of zoltar from big zoltar this this came before but still but Still. you know, not in my brain, not in the chronology of my life. And so therefore, all I can think is like, <laughs> also in the musical, the, the thing sings, of course, it's like, Zolta speaks, make your wish, your wishes granted. So all I can think is like, make Zoltar drinks. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, God. But that being said, 
I like Peter O'Toole. You know, he's of I course. mean he's really making this make mean something. You know what Peter I mean? Peter O'Toole slumming it is better than many actors yes. trying their best. Hundred percent. And I feel like it's so funny too, because like the way they've styled him and everything, like I enjoy him in like a lion and winter moment where he's like, I am giving you Shakespeare style. I'm giving you size. I'm giving you grandeur. And the, but then I enjoy him being like, you know what? I lived through the 70s very recently and I'm bringing that energy into this performance. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I yeah. enjoyed it. Um, as far as like other actors to cast, the only person, I mean, I if I like, again, if I had like really tried this week, I could have thought of a lot of options, but there was one actor that I thought of and I was like, you know what? This is the only one I'm interested in seeing do this. So I'm just going to say Ben Wishaw. Oh, okay. Much I just, younger like, Zoltar. Yeah, but like it's the hair. It's this kind of like yeah. this wiry sort of like, listen, why don't you go, you know, like bring this thing to life, you crazy kid. You know, yeah, uh, just yeah. this kind of uh, there's there's an elven quality to both of them. Um, and I don't know. I was just. I, yeah, and also I like that. Ben Wishaw is a really, really, as we know, one of our, our best actors. So I was just like, he would also in the same way, make this work. Um, yeah. It'd still be in the same tone, but you know, you know, it'd be <laughs> just thinking of go, go. Um, oh man. Yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, I was mainly thinking of it of like, who do I want in this? And I, mainly want someone that i'm gonna most like as a miserable drunk in the phantom zone just being like care for a squirt and like the actors who i most want to see is like i've what a fall from grace now i'm a drunk is like i'd love a michael Caine here of course i love a ben kingsley um i love a donald sutherland i think would be great here and albert finney is giving me what i want Like a Max von Sydow, I think would be Max great. von Sydow. I mean, that's that's bringing the drama, honey. <laughs> or you know, I was just thinking of him recently because there was a I saw a post about him in regards to everything, everywhere, all at once, um, which he's fantastic in. But like, never think about him in general or recommend him for anything. But uh, James Hong, who's you know been in the business for decades and decades and decades in everything from chinatown to blade runner to like today is does a lot of voiceover in like Mm -hmm. turning red and the kung fu pandas he's the grandfather in everything everywhere all at once but he's like i think he just finally got like a a hollywood uh star like a walk of fame fame. but he's great and i'm like you know what that's the energy i want like he's been in so many things i'm like yeah that's that's a guy that should be like you reserve your slot, even though I think Peter O'Toole gets like second billing, but it feels like that like end Peter O'Toole. Yes, it's, it's like you should very... have James Hong should deserves the like end James Hong as whomever. Totally. Um, so that's 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 what I'd like from Zoltar. But one other actor who was offered four million dollars to play the role, but turned it down Dudley Moore. Well, we certainly know he would play the latter half quite well. <laughs> just going full Arthur, just full cackling Ooh, Zoltar. Squirt. <laughs> <Visual of> squirt. <laughs> um, and so it was him, he, though we turned it down, he suggested they get his former TV comedy partner, Peter Cook, to play Nigel. Oh, that's right. I just have mm-hmm. never like actually like thought of that. I really didn't put together till you said it that that was also um, Mowage. Like I didn't realize that because I've really not seen them. That's so fascinating. I didn't realize that that was 
You know, when you just don't have all the puzzle pieces in front of you of at course. the same time. I only have them because I looked up online. Like, how is this puzzle supposed to go together? And I avoided Wait, who it. manufactured this puzzle? What? Um, Hasbro. <laughs> um, and I avoided it so I wouldn't be spoiled for the taping of this very episode. That's, oh, that's how we lovely. go. That's how we work. Um, but let's move on to Lucy Lane. So your thoughts on Maureen Tiffy, who was a... Uh, We've seen recently in uh, she's Sharon in Greece too. She's the one who gets tricked into thinking the world is ending, so she'll have sex with some jag. Oh wow! Uh, and she's Doris in the Fame movie are the two like main things that I've seen her in. Uh, but what are your thoughts on Maureen Tiffy and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? I mean, like, look, there's no actor in this movie other than what's his face uh, 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 from Die Hard who plays Ethan. That I yes, feel like uh, Hart Bachner. Hart Bachner. There's no one other than Hart Bachner that I feel like is doing like an actively bad job. Like, and even he has some moments where he's not terrible. Um, but, but they're all contending with the weight of this horrible <laughs> script. So, like, I feel like she's doing a really her best job with it. Also, like, we've got a lot of young actors, you know. Um, but like. I I enjoyed her. I thought she was like a fun, scrappy energy. Very nice contrast to how they've styled um, Helen Slater as Linda Lee. You know, like it's yeah. a fun kind of buddy pairing. Um, and so I I like her. You know, I yeah. I wasn't like oh I can't wait to seek out this actress and everything she's ever done. But I was like I enjoyed her, and I thought that she like made it work. You know, like she comes she totally. comes across looking great. Um, so I have Lori Petty here. I was like, this is a very Lori Petty role. Um, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is, I was thinking because I was thinking of like, you know, Smallville and all these other things. I was like, oh, if Allison Mack hadn't gone down the oh. track, she did. <laughs> this is a real Allison Mack role, um, when she was younger. So she would have been fine uh-huh. at that point in time. Sure. Um, sure. And then this is you, ca- I- you caught her before she broke bad. <laughs> oh, brother. Yeah. And then my contemporary thought was like, if this were done, you know, a a few years ago, I was like, what energetically? I mean, because you know how like senses of humor and sensibilities and styles, like we go through different waves of what we want. I was like, tonally, this would read very differently if it were made in like the mid 2000s or the 20 teens, you know? So I was like, I think more the style of like a contemporary thing. It's like, I want like an Aquafina. Like I want that energetically oh, as my my yeah. like roommate and she'd be so funny like i feel like this kind of like come it's you know it's obviously very like crazy rich asians where it's like come in and being like the best friend energy of like come in just total contrast to your your lead and someone who like knows who they are and how to hold their own yeah. comedically and knows the lay of the land the someone who's like what do you yes. mean you're not going anywhere it's deadsville here like you gotta you just just, yeah. you know, sign Look, out and or, you know, you know, go back, sign in and climb out the window. Don't say that. Yeah, like people that. aren't going to like you. You know, like all of that. I was like, yeah. you probably wouldn't even. You need really someone with street smarts. Yeah. And someone who's just like not afraid to tell you how it is. And I was like, Aquafina would be very yeah. funny doing that. So, yeah, so that was, was my thoughts. I love it. Yeah. Lori Petty or Jennifer Jason Lee. Those are my thoughts. Oh, of someone that's that a great I think would fit. Yeah. coming in with the great second banana energy to Supergirl. Mm-hmm. I would like. Um, so though she'd auditioned for Supergirl, Demi Moore was slated to play Lucy Lane, but then opted out at the last moment. Interesting. Very different. Yeah. 
I, I like a sharper it. contrast myself. Yeah, I, I, I think just, it's too weird to get too weird, a baby confusing. Demi more as yeah, no, no. The this works much role. better. I yeah, because she's like yeah. super cute and like she. It's it's yeah. not like they they intentionally got someone who like isn't also like you know a beautiful actor to make like Helen Slater seem more beautiful or something like that. But like they're just right, energetically right. so different that it really helps set them apart from one another. Absolutely. 100% agree. Um, but let's move on to Ethan. So your thoughts on Hart Bachner and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? <laughs> I'd love to cast someone else. Um, he's he's just much. Uh. He's so funny in Die Hard. I love him in Die Hard. I hate him yeah. in this. I just don't yeah. think. Number one, to be fair to him, he has. A, what is this role? He has like nothing to do. I mean, uh, the one credit I'll I'll say is that like this is how a lot of like women's roles are written, and so like True. great, so just someone we're objectifying we know nothing about. However, women have to make this work all the time, and he doesn't. <laughs> so, quite frankly, no, thank you. Um, what? Yeah. Uh, I've I've written this faux Shakespeare language is so bad and he is not up to the task. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, I've written bad, I think, three times. And I don't like I do not like to make fun of despite the fact that this is what we do a lot on this podcast. I typically don't like to make fun of actors. I'm not trying to make fun of him. I just don't think he tried very hard. Um, but also, I wasn't there filming it. I don't know how he was directed. So let me just say it's not right. for me. Is that clear? Mm. Um, sure. uh, he would be a little young for it at the time, but I want someone like a Charlie Sheen for this. I want someone who oh. like is like thinking of him and Ferris Bueller. Ferris He's Bueller, like, yeah, so sexy. You buy why people would be like into that if that's their thing. Like, yeah, he's got more going on under the surface. So even though like in Ferris Bueller we barely see him, but that's a full human, you know. And I feel like when Absolutely. you have a stronger actor, uh, you can have someone who walks in with a lot of that. Then like if it was gonna skew even more like comedic comedically which it could this role has the potential to and in places needs that it's like well obviously get me a young paul rudd who i will recommend for everything at all times <laughs> like someone who is oh, like sure. funny charming we get why people might like be like yeah. into this person but also ultimately like he's gonna play that stumbly it'll be funny you know and let's then, do a wet hot american reunion paul rudd as your ethan and elizabeth banks as your supergirl oh oh Hey, I I also thought of because I was thinking obviously wet hot with this that um uh uh one would have to <laughs> one must um, obviously I also thought like in the same way that he plays this in Wet Hot American Summer like Ken Marino would be very funny it would be so stupid oh my but god but I would yeah, be yeah. cool with that but if you're not go- that's like just working full- in the garden wearing the short shorts exactly. and the tank top the the fro um yeah but I mean like that's you going for like a hard comedy oh. kind of thing that is not yeah. what they're going for which I think Paul Rudd splits the difference there another person who splits the difference this is like Paul Rudd is like the 90s option and I feel like the the more recent option is another person who I will continue to recommend until the cows they come home, and that's the good place is Manny Jacinto, um, who oh, yeah. very very attractive yeah. plays as we know plays an idiot beautifully, you know. So yeah. I think he would also be like very funny and believable, and we could like map any sexual yeah. chemistry onto him, <laughs> which is that's part of the I problem with Ethan. As I was like, 
why does everyone like this guy? Why? Why? I get why he falls in love with Linda because number one, she's beautiful, but number two, he's had a potion. She hasn't had a potion. What's her deal? What's appealing yeah. to her about him? And I feel That's like a if very you, good question. If you have someone who's just like infinitely more charming, um, solves a lot of those. Uh, it quiets a lot of those questions. So those were my thoughts. Sorry, my guy. I love you and Die Hard. So there you go. Yeah. No notes with Die Hard. Ellis, no, perfect. No, perfect. Yeah, I just want someone that kind of has that natural charisma that can help make this nonsense go down a little easier. Yes. So I was like, the right age, give me a young Tony Goldwyn. I yes, I love say. that. If you want a little someone who's the right age who would then really make the Shakespeare work, the Shakespearean type lines work, give me a young Kenneth Branagh. Ooh. I thought you were going to say Kevin Klein, which I'm also into. Well, I mean, yes. He's a, he'd be a little old in 84 to be, I think he'd be, a little, no, he'd definitely yeah. be a little old. This is like four years after Pirates of Penzance. Or get me a 22-year-old George Clooney. Oh, yeah. He's coming over from the set of The Facts of Life. Get George Clooney. He's got the time. He's got the mullet going on at the time. He That's what I want. He is looking like attractive, and we know the man just reeks of sexual uh uh charisma you know yeah yeah but as for actors who were actually considered john travolta was approached i'm sure he was and i'm sure he was like no thank you but like uh, in 1984 That's john wild. travolta this no. is the year after staying alive yeah this is the year before perfect you like no what no. No. No, 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 no. Not- if this was like 70, if this was like this, the year of Saturday Night Fever, even only six years before, or the, the, whatever, the year of Carrie, maybe that's the year of Carrie as well. But like that, if that eight, John Travolta coming out of Welcome Back Hotter, it's like, sure, yeah. but you cannot have post- Saturday Night Fever post Saturday Night Fever sequel, sequel. staying alive, John no, Travolta. No, I do. I understand actually knowing that they approached him makes. Hart Bachner, like, I, I get it because they're like, that's like the look they clearly wanted. Yeah. So they're like, well, how do we get something that's uh, sort of like that? Rather than thinking, why don't we get someone energetically who's like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Peter Gallagher was considered. Wow. Broadway's Peter Gallagher at the time. <laughs> that's funny. He'd be, I love Peter Gallagher. He's a, such yeah. a good actor and very funny. So I Same. feel like he Agreed. would, he would have been able to make this, if not work, at least make more sense. I would love that much more. But let's finally move on to our villain, Selena. Amy, Joe, your thoughts on Faye Dunaway and who'd you cast if you had to cast someone else? Now, what this movie excels at is the looks and the layers for Selena. All now, of her outfits nothing are so makes good. Sense. Not but a lick of it. Makes I sense. love it. I was just like, I want this weird, weird, like hangout pad with like the zebra prints and this. this <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I want to go here. I want. Is this an Airbnb? Because I will. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, like the like the house in Home Alone. You could pay and do an Airbnb in the haunted, yes. abandoned amusement park from Supergirl. Yes. No, I the whole amusement park i just want this set that's all i need you know but that's I, how you get in that's how you get to the set is they have to ride the little like haunted house car it's the only I way mean, to get inside let's be real that's really fun um uh, <laughs> it's a real hoot 
Um, yeah, I mean, like, is it stupid? Hundo, but I enjoyed it because every time she was on, I was like, look, the writers don't know what on earth they want with this. She's a new witch. She's getting all that. Like, none of it makes any sense. And like, I, I don't, I, I mean, yes, I care. I was very annoyed by it, but I was not annoyed by her. You know what I mean? Like she was making, she was very committed. She is not phoning this in. She is not trying to distance yeah. herself from it being like, don't pay attention to me. She's like, I own everything you know um and the wig <laughs> oh good so i've kind of done a combination here of like who is it because i spent a lot of the movie going who is it that she's reminding me of right now mm-hmm. and so much of it is the hair so my first thought this so so it's a combination of like who does this remind me of and, and also who would i want to see in this so like my first thought was like vanessa redgrave like 70s Ooh. vanessa redgrave She's giving me the grandeur. She's giving me the danger. She's giving me the playfulness. And she's giving yeah. me the ginger. And uh, so <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's great. It also, I was like, you know what this performance reminds me of? It is Vanessa Redgrave crossed with Joe Beth Williams from the, like, specifically from the <laughs> 80s. It's the hair. Um, Joe Beth is a lot warmer and friendlier than this. So I don't think it's mm-hmm. a great fit, but, you know, a sousson yeah. uh, of mm-hmm. Joe Beth. Um, it is also very Sigourney, like end of Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. You know, like this is very yeah. Zool. And I was like, yeah. I would, heck, I'd watch that. I like that. Um, Same curls. Again, the hair game is strong. Um, and then I was like, you know, Kate Blanchett wouldn't be mad about that. All I was thinking was her and Thor Ragnarok with so Thor much of Ragnarok, this performance. But also Cinderella. Like this is evil stepmother mm. territory. Um. And then I was thinking, I wish that I could see Eartha Kitt do this. Um, mm-hmm. This is also era-wise, like very, like in '84, like in 1984, Eartha Kitt would be really fun in this. More contemporary, like Catherine Hahn, would be a real hoot. Oh. Yes, absolutely. Um, it was Agatha all, all along. along. It's like, we know she plays a great witch. We sure do. We sure do. Now, this is not someone that I, this is someone that I thought of it reminded me of, but I just don't think that, just thinking of her in a very similar, like her big like cartoon villainess role, I don't think she pushed far enough, um, which mm-hmm. is Susan Sarandon, which I've talked about a bit oh. on the um, Enchanted. Enchanted episode, where yeah. I feel like she's good, but she's not quite there for me. Whereas I feel like yeah. Faye Dunaway is extremely comfortable in these waters um because i think it's not in many ways probably that far from how she was as a person um just fun what i've heard um also like a 1980s joan collins you know just the dynasty era joan collins is that's what she's doing on dynasty is this very contemporary i just saw um into the woods on broadway and this is kind of what patina miller is giving as the witch so it's like patina miller would be fun and then if we went real throwback and then this is again more of a pairing with bianca but i was like oh okay get me as selena and bianca betty davis and thelma ritter let's just all about eve this And then, then we can have, you know, Ann Baxter as, as a Supergirl, which doesn't quite yeah. work, but I mean, I'd be in, I'd be, I'd be watching it, you know, and then get, um, yeah. instead of as Addison DeWitt, get George Sanders as, you know, as Nigel and as, as Altar, you know, like, oh, and as Altar, a dual, yeah, dual role, sure. he deserves it. Um, he, you know what? He deserves it. So as is unsurprising, I had a lot more villain thoughts and this is me being lazy. 
These were all yeah. things I thought of while watching the movie. I did no extra work on this, but I just love villains. And um and Oh, don't don't we don't, don't me and the listener know it. Oh, yeah. Any if you've listened to more than two episodes, you probably know this listener. But yeah, so um I I don't know. It was absolute nonsense. It was absolutely like, wait, what? There was no, they did no tracking of her arc other than she continued to get more powerful. But like, how did yes. she know this was a, like, there's just nothing made any it's sense with regards to this character. gobbledygook nonsense. But yeah, she sold it. And I, I don't know if I bought it, but I browsed, you know? Yeah. It, it wasn't my fave. I, I see. I could feel like, cause I know it's all nonsense gobbledygook, but like. I could see the parts where it was like, I don't think Faye Dunaway wants to be here one bit. Like, I think she is just like, okay, what am I looking at? Where am I standing? All right, blow the wind machine in my face. Let me just say this nonsense. <laughs> like, there were some scenes with it's like her and the Bianca, like, not, they're just talking to each other, but they're not looking at each other. They're just staring straight out. And you could tell that neither of them understands why they can't look at each other. And, are, and like, we don't know what we're That's very looking fair. at. And it's like, are they looking at like a magic, it's as if they're looking at like a magic ball seeing a scene, but like they've not given them a thing to look at. So they're just kind of staring forward. There is some eyeline stuff that's really bad in this. Like oh, yeah. very, very early on when um, when Kara is still on planet blah, 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 Argo City and Peter Argo O'Toole City, is yeah. like, t- like her eyeline is in a totally different place than Peter O'Toole's, and it, which is in a totally different place from where the ball actually is. It's just like, ooh, we got a lot better at this, didn't we? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have my top choice is also Eartha Kid because I think that that's like I just need someone that's leaning so into like I mean someone that grew up not grew up but started with the superhero TV villain. series that yeah. you can just lean into that. But I think she would help make so much of that nonsense work. You know, the like I can rain coconuts down with pinpoint but I still accuracy. Can't men's minds. men's minds of like you ju- i just buy that you know the isma of it all i could see like someone i don't recommend enough i could see a diana rig i'd be interested in i love diana rig yeah um i could see thinking of her just around this time in excalibur give me a young helen mirren i mm-hmm. would want to help like kind of elevate the material a bit i could see if you want to lean more into like we're already so campy and ridiculous give me bet midler oh fair or Give me share. Like, let's make this like even more ridiculous and yeah. fabulous. You know, you're already giving her these fabulous outfits. Um, give me Grace Jones. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. I want like really, really leaning in. And if this is made more recently, yes, Kate Blanchett. Give me a Michelle Yeoh. I I would mm-hmm. be really loving. Um, and surprise, you didn't rec- recommend them, Amy Joe. But give me the Jinx Monsoon, Selena. What have I been doing with my life that I did not recommend Queen of All Queens Jinx Monsoon for this? One of our witchiest also, drag queens. canonically a ginger. Yeah. I've really yeah. let the side down, but thank you I for picking up my slack, Jeff. My my pleasure. Jinx Monsoon is Selena and Benda La Creme yes. is Bianca is yes. the pair. Like, it's less of this, like, wisecracking kind of thing, but, oh, you know, she's still got yeah. the worried kind of voice of reason happening. And I'll make everyone love me. Oh, no, everybody hates you. You're the worst. Remember, honey? Uh, or, I mean... Who, who Brenda Vicar reminded me of so much was a real Betty White on Golden Girls energy. So yes. I'm like, it'd be completely preposterous, but give me B. Arthur as Selena and Betty White as her Bianca. Uh, yeah, it's so funny because I really, I, I totally see that. But to me, she looked 
And then her delivery was so Carrie Fisher to me, like so specifically yeah. Carrie Fisher in like the 80s and 90s, like kind of like when we totally like by 80s, I, I mean, like a post Star Wars Carrie Fisher um, where yeah. we really yeah. saw like her, more of like who she actually like is, is was as a person and a writer and everything that's kind of wisecracking energy. So, yeah. Or actually, you know, scratch B. Arthur. It's this is this character is too horny for that. Give me Rue McClanahan. Okay, Rue McClanahan as Selena and Betty White as Bianca. Yeah, that's what yeah, I want. Yeah, yeah. Be a super girl. I, I think that's that's be a super maybe 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 a Stelgetti as Zoltar. Yeah, yeah. Or she's yeah, she's she's I mean, it's hard with this Zoltar and Nigel. It's kind of like, you know, potato potato. <laughs> One's potato. nefarious and, and one is, potato. you know, good intent, I suppose. But yeah. yeah. So as for the actors who were actually considered, Hit me. offered $7 million to take the role, but turned it down, claiming she could not play a witch, no matter how much money was offered, Dolly Parton. <gasps> so they knew what movie they were making. I mean, yeah. But of course she wouldn't. Dolly is like very smart and always has been about what is my, not just what is my brand, but like what are my values within that? And I, yeah. you know, and not because Dolly is like a performer, but an and an actor, but always an actor after other things, you know. So it's like, no, 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 and it's not. That's to me not like stars of old being like, I can't do that, I can't play that, I need to like be, you know, like or even like Nicolas Cage halfway through Face Off being like, but I want to play the good guy, and I'm gonna be like, well, right. you are playing the good, guy. you know. It's not right, that. Right. It is like. No, it's Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan saying my audiences don't want to see me as a villain. That's why he turned down Demolition Man. Yeah. He's like, no, my, they don't want to see that. Which is like totally fair, but this is not even that. This is more like I won't do that because it's not just like where my values are aligned. And also I just know who I am and what I'm selling and I'm not going to deviate from that. But I yeah. understand why people would want Dolly in this. But wow, what oh, a very, very different and yeah, offered Vibe. seven times the amount of money it cost to make those opening credits. That's a lot of, that's a big chunk of change. <laughs> uh, now instead, you know, Dolly Parton did avoid having to be in Supergirl in 1984, but instead in 1984, she was doing the movie Rhinestone, where she makes the bet that she could turn anyone into a country music star, including the next guy who walks in through that door. And unfortunately, the next guy who walks in that door is Sylvester Stallone. So that's what she was doing, was turning Stallone into a country music star in rhinestone but the at least the title rhinestone is something you're like of course dolly parton made a movie called rhinestone true goldie hahn turned selena down i can see it and she would have been funny and good but it's it's also just like if you're going capital v villain there are people who it's like more like oh of course yeah. of course faye dunaway but you don't go of course goldie hahn no it's hard for me to buy i mean especially in the I, I think early goldie 80s. hahn and dolly parton I I mean, look, Faye Dunaway has given some great performances. Bonnie and Clyde, previous episode. Network. Network, um, amazing. Chinatown. Yeah. But, like, once we got to this point, I wasn't getting a lot of... I feel like we got all the good Faye Dunaway pre-1980. She also was working with tremendous writers then, and that is not... She doesn't have material here to be playing right. nuance with. But even though I prefer Goldie Hawn, I don't see her as the character yeah. it's just hard it's a hard I to agree. read but thankfully thankfully goldie hahn turned it down because instead in 1984 she did this movie swing shift which wasn't like a huge hit or anything it's this uh, jonathan demi movie but this is the plot after her husband ed harris goes off to fight in world war ii 
Goldie takes a job at an aircraft plant and finds romance with Kurt Russell. And that's the movie where they fell in love Aww. and got together in real life. So if she had done Supergirl and not been able to do Swing Shift, they might never have gotten together. Yeah. So thank God for that. Good for her for a number of reasons. So what I was alluding to earlier about Faye Dunaway, like, you know, to the sh- her and her issues with her, her yeah. castmates. So Peter Cook would complain a lot about her diva behavior on the film and her constant lack of punctuality, which resulted in a lot of filming delays that she just would not be showing up. And at one point, the producers considered replacing her like they were already in filming and they were like, we might need to cut our losses and reshoot the stuff with her and get her out of here. And at that point, who they were considering replacing her with was that sound means it's time to play a quick round of two truths and some guy or in this week's case, two truths and some person or two truths and some witch. The way it works, two of the following actors were up for the role of Selena and one was not and Amy Jo is to guess which is which. Your options are Susan Sarandon, Angelica Houston, and Jane Fonda. How did I not think of Angelica Houston? I mean, they light her the same way they light Angelica Houston in yes. Adam's Family, where they only light her eyes. It's the funniest. It only works on Adam's Family because it's a comedy. It's so funny to me every time that you see Faye Dunaway in here and her like nose down, like darkness, eyebrows up, darkness, just a strip just, of light on yes. the eyes. Angelica Houston, Susan Sarandon, and um, who was the third? Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. That's so stupid, I feel it. I mean, Jane Fonda's great, but this is just not right. what I think of for Jane Fonda, which makes me think that she was on the list. I'm just trying to think at this point in time, what kinds of things Angelica Houston and Susan Sarandon were doing. Um, because I feel like you might have put Angelica Houston on there because you know I love her and would have expected me to recommend her, but instead I half recommended Susan Sarandon. But also a logical choice. I'm gonna say Sorry, this one's really tricky. Um I'm gonna say Angelica. I'm sorry that is incorrect. Okay, honestly, I'm glad to be wrong. Susan? That is correct. As far as I could tell, Susan Sarandon was not considered for Supergirl. So Jane Fonda turned it down. Instead, in 1984, she had an Emmy-winning performance in the TV movie The Dollmaker. So she was doing a nice, critically acclaimed, meaty acting part instead yeah, of this. And Angelica Houston in 1984, she had, which I always forget that she's in this. She was in, she had This Is Spinal Tap. Oh, right. Um, I mean, she's, she's in, in the, one scene, but she's funny right. in it. Right, right, right. But still, I always forget it. She had the fairy tale theater Beauty and the Beast with Claus Kinski and Susan Sarandon. And Angelica Houston in 1984 was in this movie, The Ice Pirates, that was intended to be a serious sci-fi film with a $20 million budget. And MGM slashed the budget to $8 million and had the script rewritten as a comedy. So the tagline, one of several taglines, this is my favorite tagline. This whole thing is one tagline. And the word C is all caps each time, by the way, to help you really see it. Okay. C, a universe on the rocks. C, great special effects. C, space herpy, the love bug. C, the evil emperor and his bird. C, action-packed action. C, ferocious space possums. End of tagline. (laughs) I am bewildered. Wait, ferocious space possums. What was the one before? Okay, so that's just that. Action-packed action? That was it. Action-packed action. Who says that? Well, it's a comedy. 
<laughs> we're being funny. I mean, honestly, if that was the tagline to Spaceballs, I would be like, That's okay, true. makes sense to That's me. That's Or a Mel Brooks movie. But that we're a movie that was supposed to be a serious sci-fi movie. And then the last second, they were like, how about you make this movie for less than half the budget and we make it a comedy? Good luck. Yikes. I think that I they know, should I have led see... with C, action-packed, action. Like, just something that leads the tone more clearly yeah. up top. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, maybe there's a reason why we've never heard of the Ice Pirates. Write in if you if this movie is uh, if you is know a, this movie and, is it a and if it's a fave? fun watch. Is it a family fave? Is this your American Dreamer with Joe Beth? Is this your like fave film? From, Look, if that you, you are to Google up? image search Joe Beth Williams American Dreamer, you will see why I thought the hair with Selena was a I match. Get I get it. Uh, but those were all the characters that I found other casting options for. There are a few characters I didn't mention. I want to briefly touch on them. Bianca. I mean, Bianca crushing so silly but like it's also like i just because in superman in the movie you've got ned Beatty in a similar role is like the ineffectual number two to your villain and he's great but but it's not this is better you know what i mean okay well are you that's arguable because my point as in terms of in terms of my enjoyment i enjoy this more yes but as far as characterization ned Beatty is like the subservient the lefou to yes. gene hackman's gaston whereas here why is faye dunaway keeping bianca around i never got a and handle on bianca how they knew staying. each other yeah there's why no, were they friends no i agree it makes more sense in superman but here's here's the deal the villain plot and everything in superman makes more sense but these villains were more enjoyable for me to watch i like found a lot of those sure. scenes just and Gene yeah. Hackman, like we talked about it, Superman, just some of it was just like, yeah. it just, whereas this didn't add up for me, that just wasn't <laughs> enjoyable. You know, whereas this was like, I don't care what she's, she's going to bonk on my head with a coconut and I'm going to be like, good. Great. Boop. Great. Great. You know what? You, you give me Bette Midler or Selena, maybe her Hocus Pocus co-star, Catherine Jimmy yeah. as Bianca. Yes, obviously. Obviously, because Sarah Jessica Parker was literally like 14 at this point in time. Right, right. She's off there like waiting to audition for girls just want to have fun. She's, she that's what just, she's doing. Yeah, she had just played Annie on Broadway, you know. There you go. Um, we get Mia Farrow and Simon Ward as Supergirl's parents for about two and a half minutes of screen time. Mia Farrow, I don't even think she gets a close up. Like she's like, yeah, she's, in she's like, just got these yeah. establishing shots. And it's like, is that Mia Farrow? Oop. Too late. We're gone. Yeah. We'll never see them again. Her hair also looked great, you know, but yeah, goodbye. And Peter Cook as Nigel, who is great. It's such a silly. He's just why? Why is he the math teacher at this? School? I don't know. He's so sour. He really reminded me in a wonderful way of in the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie where they have all those little like when they have like the teacher who's doing the percentages in the class and, and the different newscasters, right, right, like right. all those different characters who are all like upset. They're not getting golden tickets. So they're all trying to get golden tickets, but they're not part of the movie further. Um, he reminded me of, like all those guys, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So final thoughts, Amy Joe. Anything we haven't touched on? Any other characters who popped out at you? Let me consult my notes. Whilst you consult, I did we we kind of skipped over this part, but there is it might be one of my favorite scenes in the film that's so inconsequential you could remove it and without disrupting the flow what flow there is. Mm-hmm. But there is Selena and Nigel and Bianca are throwing a party. And you have oh, this, yeah. oh, this blonde yeah. woman with these great glasses that look like lips and who's like flirting with Nigel. So Selena's like, I'm going to try out some of my, my magic. Turns like a little piece of food she's about to eat into a scorpion. Then flips this woman upside down with magic and is swinging her around. So her head is like a Swiffer mop sweeping up the floor. Yeah. 
It was incredible. And also, I think you should own those glasses that look like little lips around each one there of the was lines. A, yes, there was a lot visually from this, again, the amusement park villain lair that I was like, I want to incorporate into the daily life um, because it's just so ridiculous. Yes, I loved that. I loved that whole party. Look, I love a 60s, 70s party scene in a movie. They're almost always a little superfluous. Um, like thinking about like Breakfast at Tiffany's, there's a party scene that's just like, like when you really go back and rewatch Breakfast at Tiffany's, you could cut out half the movie and be like, it's better, you know? Um, and I don't think that that's heresy to say. I think we all know there's definitely some parts we need to get rid of. Um, but like there's a whole party scene where it's just like just stupid kind of 60s jokes. And I felt like there was some of that element in here that, to be honest, I enjoyed. You know what? This whole, <laughs> all of the witch stuff reminded me of that movie, The Love Witch, that came out a few years ago. That's like oh, styled sure. very 60s. Yeah. Um, again, I know this movie's from 1984, but it also feels like it's very much from like the late 60s, early 70s and influence wise. You know, it likes, yeah. at least with like the way that the those scenes were styled in a way that I that's was how like, they saved money. They just got all their sets yes. and costumes from 1965. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Um, <laughs> yes, I just I want to uh, right here in my notes. I have in all caps. What an inciting incident! <laughs> Exclamation point. <laughs> and I didn't mean that in a good way. I was just like, oh wow, we've really we've really gone through it. Uh, the the only other thing is like I had forgotten about how. When she's like in her new dorm room after, you know, Lucy's like, I was supposed to have a single. And then suddenly someone is like intruded into her room, which that's a bummer. But then how, you know, Lucy has a big poster of Superman hanging up by her bed. And then Linda goes and like lovingly touches it. And I'm like, when's the last time you've seen your cousin? What is this? This is weird. Also, I feel like she's never seen him. I don't think she's ever met him in person because I don't think Superman's ever visited Argo City. I don't think they they don't imply that he's ever been there. Yeah, I don't know what they're supposed to take away from this because she like recognizes. I mean, yes, it's Superman and she like came out of the space pod with the same outfit for reasons that make no sense. But also she's just like, oh, my cousin. I'm like, you don't, you seem like you have a relationship with him, but he left when he was a little baby so i just was like i I, that was very grown worthy for me it was all the stuff with superman in particular that was really just made me go like oh come on well maybe it would have been a little less grown worthy if they had done what they would set out to do which was to have a christopher reeve cameo he was slated to appear in the film in a teeny tiny role i'm sure it would be just one scene but he bowed out right before filming with stating uh conflicts aka he read the script yeah conflicts of interest (laughs) and uh yeah right um but i'm sure that would have helped but honestly now that you're talking about that here's the movie i want instead pitch it super we we just meet kara just appears we see her appearing on earth wearing the outfit claiming to be superman's cousin it's all a con. This is like the documentary, The Imposter, where she's appeared and is trying to pass herself off yes. as Superman's cousin and is trying to rook all these people. And maybe she's a witch. Maybe she's using powers to pass herself off. Combine Selena and Supergirl. Yes. There is no Supergirl. There is only um, a con artist super just pulling the wool witch. over everyone's eyes. Super witch. She's a super witch. Super <laughs> witch. She's super witch. Uh, and I'll end with this. 
Uh, the tagline to the film is her first great adventure. Oh, the box I office returns. clocked that. <laughs> so disappointing that no sequel was ever made. Amy Jo? Yes, Jeff? What are you recommending this week? Well, this is a little bit of old news by the time this comes out, but Joel Kim Booster has a stand-up special on Netflix that dropped over the summer. It's called Psychosexual. And Joel is great. Um, he's, you know, done, been doing stand-up for years. You may have seen him on Late Night. On He's got podcasts galore. And he wrote and starred in um, Fire Island on Hulu. And he's just very funny. And you should go check out his, his Netflix special, Psychosexual, Joel Kim Booster. That's what I'm recommending. Excellent. Check it out, people. Jeff. Amy Joe, What are you recommending this week? I'm going to recommend the 2020 film Shiva Baby, uh, mm. which is this, like, it's ostensibly a comedy, but it feels like a horror film uh, in how it is and how claustrophobic it is. So know that going in, that it is a tense, tense comedy, but is uh, set at a Jewish funeral service, Shiva, of course, where this uh, young woman has to go with her parents, but unfortunately runs into both her sugar daddy, and her ex-girlfriend. So it is this like cringe comedy of manners and is so good. Like it's honestly amazing when I see a a film that like could be a play. I felt the same way about like the film adaptation of The Humans where you just go instead of like feeling stagey, you kind of go so, you narrow the scope so much Mm -hmm. that you turn it almost into a claustrophobic horror comedy instead. Um, but it's so good. It is also so funny. And you, you're getting like, you know, supporting roles from Jackie Hoffman and Fred Melamed and all these great character actors. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so good. It's a written directed by this woman, Emma Seligman. I thought it was so, so funny uh, and so witty and very, very smart and very pinpoint sharp. So I would definitely recommend checking out Shiva Baby. And it stars uh, this actress, Rachel Sennett, who's amazing in the movie and is about to be in this new A24 movie, Bodies, 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 which I've heard she's one of the best things in, which I'm excited to see, have not seen yet. Um, but I recommend you all check out Shiva Baby. And that's what we're recommending this week. Da, da, da. So thank you again to Jonathan for recommending we check out Supergirl. Thank you. A rightful place for it in our Dog Days month, though I had a good time watching it. Sure did. Even though it was completely stupid. <laughs> if you have a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of, email us at andalmoststarring at gmail.com and let us know. You can follow us on Instagram at andalmoststarring, where we'll announce what film we're doing the next week, the weekend before. Until next time, I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And thanks for joining us to see who almost starred. Squirt? Thank you.